Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode number 86 of the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and I am super pumped to share today's episode with you. Are you ready to get your worship on? My friend and Bible to School volunteer, Stacy Vickroy, is here to talk about the many faces of worship. You'll hear how God orchestrated music throughout her life story for his glory and how she shares this passion with our Bible to School kids and their families, and also ways in which we can use worship as a tool to combat the enemy in our everyday lives. You'll want to check out our show notes today right after this episode to get the links to some fun songs and scripture verses that we mention. To do this, head on over to Bible2School.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on the resources tab. While you're there, check out our blog as well. You'll find even more cool ideas for worshiping with the children in your life. If you love Jesus and enjoy children, contact us. Go to Bible2School.com and click on the contact us tab. We would just love to get you connected to a nearby Bible to School program. Spending two hours just once a week sharing the love of Jesus with elementary kids is one awesome way to worship. Ready to hear why worship is so important? Let's go. Hi, Stacy. It is so good to be here with you today. Hello, Meredith. I'm thrilled to be here. One thing we try to do on a regular basis here at the podcast is invite our Bible to School volunteers to share their story so our listeners can hear their passion and just how they're influencing kids in their life for Jesus. So first things first, Stacy, would you please tell us a little about yourself? Sure. I am married to my husband, Bart. I am a stay-at-home mom of three boys, Colton, Weston, and Bowden, and they range from 8 to 12 years old. Currently, I'm a worship leader and just a general volunteer where needed for our Bible to School program for second and fourth graders, of which my son is in the second grade program, so that's fun for me to be with him. But I, I love being a part of the program. Oh, that's so awesome. So today our topic is hiding God's word in our hearts through worship. And I hear through the grapevine that you're a true lover of all things song and rhythm and that you've been immersed in music most your life. So I'd just love for you to share a bit about your background and how music has shaped you. Sure. Uh, when I was really, really young, like toddler young, my parents were involved in a traveling gospel singing group called The Horizons. And they would travel in a van from church festival to church festival all over the local area. And they would invite me to be kind of a part of like a little intermission. So I would sing along with them, but I got to observe how they worshiped. And honestly, I loved just singing and anything I could make into a microphone. As a young kid, I was, I was doing that. I went to a small church also who nurtured our gifts and passions really well. If they needed a special music, they looked to the kids and they gave them just a good baseline to start, you know, singing or praying or reading scripture. It was just a great base. 
I wasn't the best student academically, kind of always lost in daydreams and doodles, but all I ever really wanted to do, the common denominator was to, to sing and dance. Um, and it's funny, as I look at my life now to see how God has allowed me as a 45-year-old woman to do that yeah. once a week with kids. That's what I do and I love. I also served as a worship leader in campus ministry during college, currently serve as a worship leader in our local church. Had a short musical stint in Pittsburgh, writing and performing, but nothing compares to to praising God and singing His praises. That is so cool. What fun stories, Stacey. It seems like you always knew, even if you didn't have the words for it, that worship was your thing. Yeah. And so grateful to have it modeled like that with my family. That's awesome. Wow. So you found a pretty cool statistic out there that you shared with me earlier. It tells us there are 185 songs in the Bible. And that 80% of them are psalms. And these psalms happen to be used for many different occasions. I just love how this shows us that worship was a big part of everyday life during Bible times and important enough to be included in the Word of God for us so that we can read it and then we can model it today. So my question, Stacey, is why do you think worship is so important for us today? It's so important. And I think this interview is so timely because if you look at what's happening around the culture right now, the revival is breaking out through worship and song. And if you look in your Bible and you see the importance of worship and how it's expressed in so many ways, those examples are just as relevant to us today. You see how it calms some Saul's frenzied mind. You see how it's also expressed without words in the woman at the well who washed Jesus' feet with her tears, that's worship. Mm -hmm. She used her expensive perfume to honor him. We see how Daniel, his example, it's also what you don't worship. That's just as important as Mm -hmm. your posture of surrender in worship. More examples, Paul and Silas singing in jail. He worked Mm -hmm. through them. Jehoshaphat, worship made his enemies scatter. So we can use those ways of worshiping in our lives today. And it might be through song, it might not be. We seek his kingdom and his righteousness through worship. And to define that is reverence. Anything we do that reverences him, brings him reverence or adoration to the triune God, the God of the Bible. Worship through song is one way we teach this discipline at Bible to school. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. I love that. It reminds me too of how, you know, we say what prayer is in Bible to school, but then we teach them that prayer isn't just what you may think it is. There's so many different ways to pray, just having a conversation with God. So it is with worship. It's pouring our hearts out to God in many different forms. I love how you brought that up with all these examples. Thank you. So as a worship leader with Bible to School, what would you say your main focus or your goal is with these kiddos? Well, sometimes I have to take my goal out of it because I can get very like, oh, I like this song. I'm going to sing it. (laughs) We're going to learn it. But then I have to be like, you know what, Holy Spirit, what song do you have for us? So as he leads... My personal goal is to teach them Bible verses through song, through sign language, through motions, through repetition, and songs and rhymes. And Bible to School is so good at at giving us some of those, like the Old Testament rhyme, which is amazing. I looked at that and thought, I'll never learn that. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a great tool. But I, I just keep going back to Psalm 119, 9 through 11. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. That's what I want to do. And if we can... So those seeds of God's word in their heart through the song, the repetition, the motions, that's going to keep us all on the straight path. That's so good. And don't you feel like putting it to song, putting God's word to song actually seals it in our memory better? Like 
don't you learn it faster and easier? And then you can pull it up a couple years later, even because it was put to song. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And if you look at that verse, that's what it's talking about. I have hidden, which if you look up different translations or the definition, it means I'm hoarding the word. I'm reserving it. I want to protect it, keep it, treasure it in my heart. And his word, his promise, his laws. One of the commentaries said, I have buried it deep in the very midst of my being and put it down in the very roots of myself. It's become the substance of my soul. That's so good. With this in mind, what is, I'm sure you have many, but do you have a favorite verse put to song that you can share with us? There's several. I think one of the first ones I learned was Isaiah 41.10. So for me personally, that's the one that I learned through song and it's do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. But the one I love teaching to our kids is Hebrews 13, 8, which is Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. They seem to really love that one. There's like a a reverence that comes over the room when we sing that one. Wow. That's so cool. I do have a little story to share about that song. The day that I introduced that song, one of our leaders at the table was teaching the kids the the verse and she did the motions just the way I was going to teach them. It was almost like they were so innate. They were so like predictable and like just natural. So I was like, she already taught it to you. So this is so such a confirmation. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, is that on YouTube? Can we like learn that song? (laughs) Through, yeah, it's so simple. I think it is through Seeds Family Worship and it is on YouTube if you search Seeds and Hebrews 13.8. Perfect. Thank you. I'm going to do that later today. (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite verses still today, when I was in youth group, we would sing it and we would jump it and dance it, but it's Isaiah 40, verse 31. It says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, now, envision this, right? Mount up like eagles with wings of great length. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. He gives strength to the weary and great power to his saints. Now I'm not singing that for you. So you all got lucky hearing Stacy's beautiful voice, but I mean, it is so amazing. I was probably 13 when I learned that song. And now my kids know that song. Something about putting God's word to music. It is so helpful. Yes. To like, songs coming up from your past, like camp songs being brought up from your recollection and your memory. Like sometimes I'll just be doing the dishes and a song will pop up from camp or church. And it just, that's what it is to hide God's word in your heart. I think that's what we were talking about before is yeah, when you hide it in your heart, it pops up when you need it. Absolutely. Thank goodness. And I believe that's the Holy Spirit. So it's our job, right? To hide it in our heart. And then our counselor, our helper, the Holy Spirit, will draw it to mind when we need it. And that's the powerful thing. I mean, I love that. Love when that happens. So can you name some other helpful resources that you love? You had mentioned Seeds, Family Worship. Are there others that you can share? Yes. And I was in uh, college. I was blessed to be a part of a project called Hide the Word, where the local pastor of the church that I went to, uh, Mark Altrogi, he put scriptures into songs. And he has made so many CDs and each song is one or two verses and it repeats the verse three times. It changes a little bit and it includes the verse address. So you can also know where it's from and not just the verse. So I love that project. There are so many amazing ones. Among Hide the Word, I also use Seeds Family Worship, Doorpost Songs, and Listener Kids, just to name a few to check out. 
That's really cool. Yeah. And I just want to insert in here for our listeners, all of these resources I will put in our show notes so that you can all access them. I know some of the things Stacey's mentioning, it's the first time I've heard of them. So I'll definitely want to check them out and look at them for the Bible to school kids I teach, but also for my own kids. And one more that wasn't mentioned yet, if y'all need help learning the New Testament books of the Bible, it's called Slugs and Bugs New Testament Song. Found it on YouTube. It's these two guys singing and playing the harmonica. We used it in our third grade Bible to school. And those kids, I mean, they know every book, all 27 books of the New Testament to a really fun beat. Now, the extra fun thing is they can't do it unless they sing it. <laughs> they, they can't remember it unless they're singing it, which makes it all the more fun. So. Isn't that amazing how song just helps you remember so many things. Yeah, it really is. It's like you had said before, it's kind of like an innate thing within us. It's just we're built for worship. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Why do angels usually say, don't be afraid? Angels are heavenly beings, and we see different physical descriptions of them in Scripture. Whatever physical appearance an angel had, they must have felt it necessary to say, don't be afraid, because they were quite a sight to behold. It must have been different enough from what we're used to that they knew it might frighten their audience. So they were kind enough to put the human they were talking to at ease by saying, don't be afraid. You also shared with me a really cool story about your first day of Bible to school. Would you share that right now? Yes. My very first day at Bible to school, I gave the kids a warning. They were in small group and I just said two minutes until worship. And one of our second graders looked up at me and he was like, worship, what do we need a warship for? Are we going to war? And so he was thinking W-A-R ship. And this led into a great mini lesson of the war we are in and how worship W-O-R of our great God. It's the best way to combat our enemy. A great illustration of the importance of worship as our war, W-A-R, worship in battle. It carries us on the storms of distress. It protects us from the fiery darts of the enemy. It keeps us focused on the one in whom we were created to glorify. We were created for it. Ecclesiastes 12.13 says, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. That is so, so good, Stacey. Wow. What a great example. I mean, God just... Put that in your lap right there. Perfect parallel of worship and warship. I love that story so much. Like we had actually mentioned in the very beginning of our time together, since Bible days, worship has been a response to many different kinds of things, including hard times, not just praising the good times, but hard times. So do you have any examples you can share of when worship helped you personally or somebody you knew in a time of trouble? Sure, you might have to part to this podcast and <laughs> hear the whole story, but worship in song and other forms has opened my eyes to so much. Not only has it helped me through, but I see my troubled time from this end and this perspective. And I say thank you because our gratitude is a form of worship. I have struggled with fear of man, just worry, comparison, and wanting to be all to all people. Mm-hmm. And I found that through God's grace to see my emotions as a gift from him. So when I feel worried, I say, God, can you turn this worry into worship? Even though I don't feel like singing. I remember one Sunday morning, I was supposed to worship, be on the worship team. And I just prayed. I said, God, I I feel too weak to worship. Can you show me another way to seek you before I have to go sing and, and 
He's so faithful. And when I feel trapped in comparison on social media, I say, God, can you help me click on things that are going to align my heart with yours? Help me worship and honor you through the things I choose to click on. Maybe that's more positive and encouraging music. I joke and I say, change my algorithm, Lord. <laughs> change my algorithm, change my life. Because I really feel that he, he is just working on changing my algorithm is changing my life. I feel pulled and drawn to click on more positive and encouraging music and also click on uplifting messages and podcasts like this one and sermons rather than what I used to click on. And won't he do it? You know, you ask him and it's aligning with his will. You know, he's going to do it. And that draws us even closer to him when we see how much he really is the God of details. I just love that. I'm using that. Lord, change my algorithm. (laughs) So as you teach these worship songs to the kids each week, uh, what would you say you're hoping that they take with them? I am hopeful that the hour a week that we get with them and only 10 minutes of that is worship. I just pray that it's a powerful, like big punctuation mark in their week. I hope it encourages their hearts so that they can know that anytime, and I just told the class this last week, anytime you can worship him, anytime, anywhere, and on many different ways, bad days, trouble with friends, hurt feelings, tough tests, hard stuff at home, worship can be their W-A-R, worship, in all those things. And the way we fuel that that ship is by storing up his word in our hearts. Amen. Now, I do have a a little story about a friend who her daughter um, is really struggling with depression. Her mother noticed that in one of her search histories, she had Googled songs from so-and-so camp. She was seeking out worship songs on her phone. She attended a faith-based camp, and for the past two years, she sought out those songs from camp during this really hard season in her life. What an encouragement when you think all hope is lost. Then you see your child searching for the good stuff, right? Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And so she actually took one step higher than us saying, Lord, change your algorithm. She made sure her searching was things of the Lord. So she took that action step. And yeah, if I caught my kids searching that kind of stuff up, I would be in tears. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. What is one way then that you tie the parents into the worship that you're teaching their kids? Well, I try to make these playlists. I just create playlists on YouTube so that they can listen at home. I like to include songs that I think their whole family would enjoy. Again, I love a good silly song all about it, but I think for maybe family members, parents, you know, they only want to hear the (laughs) B-I-B-L-E, you know, maybe not sometimes, but they, you know, our kids love Father Abraham. They love I am a C, but I also hope to engage the parent who might want to listen to some Toby Mac or some Phil Wickham or something that they can listen to on a daily basis might be more like age appropriate. Yeah, that's really cool. Wait, so you make playlists and how are they sent home? Is it a CD or how do you go about that? Okay, so on YouTube, you can go to, I believe there's a playlist option and you can create a playlist. And I just add all of the songs that are already on YouTube and anyone with this link can access it from home. Of course, you have ads. That's unfortunate. But you can listen to our songs and then put them in your own playlist if you want. At least they have access to what their kids are listening to. Yeah. It also might engage them. I've even heard of things like 30-day Christian music challenges or different ways to get people kind of into Christian music because there's so much good stuff out there. Way more positive than some of the stuff uh, our culture is putting out there. 
Well, and I love how you do that because like you had said before, like you have a very limited time of worship with the kids on Bible to school days. So this then allows them to continue that worship or to be thinking about worship or, hey, I can click on this and and see what Miss Stacy had for me, what she thinks is cool to listen to. So it kind of continues it and gives them an option to carry their their lesson throughout the week. And that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love that. I just had a, a little girl come up to me on Wednesday and said, you know that song we did about Gloria, Gloria? And I was like, angels we have heard on Hyde. <laughs> she was like, I really love that song. And I said, oh. well, I'll send it to your mom. Oh. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that because a lot of Bible to school kids don't necessarily attend church. Angels we have heard on high. Here I've been in church all my life thinking everyone knows that song. But clearly this little girl had it. And what an amazing blessing between a leader who loves Jesus and shares that love with her students and a student who doesn't attend church, she's now hearing those songs and able to express it and be excited about it. That is hiding God's word in your heart. And that's amazing. I love that, Stacey. Thank you. So a more lighthearted question here for you. Not all of our listeners, let's be real, are great singers. (laughs) Do you think we have to be gifted musically in order to lead worship? I don't. I think, you know, while I love music and singing, and I don't think you need to be an exceptional singer to guide the children in song. I rely heavily on pre-recorded music. I don't play an instrument. However, it helps if you're not afraid to teach them songs and to get up there or Bible rhymes without music. I remember song leaders in my own home church, most of them just nurturing ladies who loved God and wanted to work with children. And they may not have been known for their singing voice necessarily, yet they were known and remembered for their heart to serve. I would argue you need to be more flexible and yielding to his leading than you are gifted musically. The Holy Spirit will make up for what you lack. (laughs) Praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) That's so good. Thank you for that. Cece, unfortunately, we're running out of time here, but I'm wondering if there is just one word of encouragement or advice that you would like to leave with our listeners today, remembering they're not just Bible to school teachers, they're not just moms and dads, they're neighbors and friends too. Sure. I would just say look for ways to model worship to the young people in your life. Look to what God has brought you out of and talk about it. Thank God every day for something. You know, you can thank him. Gratitude is worship. Seeking first his kingdom in any way that works, you know, well for you is a worship. Maybe it's not song and dance. We have kids at Bible to school who don't always want to sing and dance. Sometimes it's just letting a song wash over you, maybe as a family or a donor or someone who's praying for, for Bible to school journal, write out the good and the bad and how you see God at work. Do that as a family. I hope hopefully that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Stacey, thank you so much for being here today. You're a real person with children. You get to teach, you get to lead worship. It's so good for us to hear creative ideas of how to live worship or worship. So um, what a blessing you are and you've been to me. I hope our listeners gleaned a lot from this today. I would just love if you would close us in prayer. Sure. Would love to. Oh, Heavenly Father. Just saying your name is worship. You are holy and we long to worship you, God. We were created to worship you. How amazing that you created us to do that. And yet we're blessed and refreshed as a result of that, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity as parents and grandparents, church leaders, volunteers to participate in many forms of worship with the children in our lives. Show us how to do that well, Lord. Help us to store up your word in our heart and live lives that honor you. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. So here's our quote of the day, courtesy of Stacy Vicroy. We can worship him anytime, anywhere, and in many different ways. 
Worship can be our warship. And the way we can fuel this ship is through hiding God's word in our hearts. Well, amen to that. Have you ever experienced the joy of the Lord through your worship? As Stacy mentioned, there are so many different ways to worship, and I'd love to hear your favorite way of doing so. To engage with us, go to Bible to School on Facebook and Instagram and comment on any post you see for episode number 86, Worship is Our Worship. Don't forget to check out this month's blog as well on teaching kids to worship through music. Go to Bible2School.com and click on the resources tab for April's blog post. Does Stacy's story inspire you? If you love Jesus and enjoy children, contact us. Go to BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible2School.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We would love to get you connected to a nearby Bible to School program. Spending two hours just once a week sharing the love of Jesus with elementary kids is one awesome way to worship. Check back next week to find out why our kids don't need to be afraid of climate change. And until then, friends, have a fabulous week. And remember, you can tell the children in your life about Jesus through worship.